Why do people cheat? What is the causes of divorce? Should couples have joint finances? Who's more vain, men or women? Is bad sex a deal breaker? Polygamy versus monogamy. The ins and the outs. The ups and the downs of love, lust, and relationships. This is a candid conversation that you definitely want to be a part of. I am your host and this is Just My Two Cent. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram to share yours. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Just My Two Cents. I am your host, Karel. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kareem. And today we are talking about interracial relationships. Let's hear what the people have to say about the question of the day. This is the QOTD of IG, where we ask the people of Instagram to share your two cents. Um, today's question of the day is, are interracial relationships easy to manage socially? How do y'all feel about interracial relationships? Kyle? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, yeah, ladies first. No, I was going to say, I mean, it, it's cool. <laughs> have, y'all, have y'all ever dated outside of your race? No. Uh, no well, no. I'm just going to say no. Because the the only guy I could imagine that would even be close to that, he was half Italian and like half Jamaican. So he was still black, but yeah. <laughs> um, he's definitely part Sicilian. Like his dad was for, for sure from Italy. So I mean that's the closest, but yeah. I uh I mean to each his own, but I just couldn't I could not see myself with a black I mean anything other than a black man yeah it's it's such a complicated topic I think not because love is complicated well no first of all love is complicated but so that's already something within itself but it's not that you know people aren't free to love who they love it's just the state of the world especially in our country of when it comes to race and the emphasis that we put on race it is so hard to really stand by someone who is in an interracial relationship without feeling like it has a time limit, if that makes sense. Um, Because I just feel like there's always a part, especially in relationships, and we've talked about relationships a lot on this show. And I just think like, you know, with all the ups and downs and the points of crossroads that you deal with in your in your journey as a couple to add race relations on top of it is super it 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 makes or breaks I think a lot of relationships that I have been aware of Um, especially because you start to understand where the person has been or how they have viewed you or how like the picture of what they thought something was supposed to be and it really was it's a lot it, it's a lot. Well, do y'all know of successful interracial relationships? Like maybe somebody who is married and still married. Well, my brother is married uh, to my sister-in-law. She's a white girl. Shout out Chrissy, and they've been together for a long time. And I'm trying to see uh, how long they've been married. They definitely, it's definitely been five years for sure. So they're around like the five six year mark. 
And um, yes, I mean they've been they've been together for quite a while. They've been doing pretty good. I mean, I'm not gonna say. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy Chrissy. Uh, of course, like I've never really met like so many people in her family besides maybe her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like you said, to each his own. They, you know, they make it work. You know, I don't. They don't. It's not really any. I guess, like for me, I can't say that I wouldn't date outside of my race. I think the biggest thing for me is the the, the cultural differences, and of course, the race thing. Because there's a difference for me. Like if I'm dating a black woman and her family might not like me, they mm. just don't like me. That's different. But like coming from a race perspective, like if someone doesn't like you because they may be racist on that side, then that's that's something different for me. Like I can deal with your mom or not your mom, but like your brothers and them just not liking me because they don't like me. But when you add race into it, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to like hold that. Like I might, I, I can't bite my tongue probably in that situation. And, you know, I don't want to even think like how far left that can go so that would be like one of my especially now and the world we living in right now like race is on display like right at its highest level so it's like I don't uh, I don't know if uh, it'd be hard it'd definitely be hard yeah I think for me to answer your question um I think a lot of the relationships that I've seen that have been interracial they've all ended very um turbulent. <laughs> I think that's a word I could use. I wanted to use a different word that kind of describes this emptiness that I've seen the, the person that has, you know, um, at least the Black person that has left in the, the dust of that or the wake of that relationship, the emptiness and the betrayal that they feel um, after being in a relationship with someone specifically white. I'm not even going to say like, you know, Asian or, you know, all those, you know, any other type of uh, ethnicity, but I specifically white folks. And I'm, and again, it's not to say that I would never, but it is like very complicated because as Kareem said, the emphasis that our country specifically puts on skin and race, because I can't even say culture um, because we all know you know, depending on where you are in our country. Say it again. I say everybody love black culture though. Maybe not black people, but black culture. What what I was gonna say, depending on where you live, you can be a white person, an Asian person, a Hispanic person that lives in a quote unquote ghetto. And that is your culture. Like, you know, that is what you were raised around. That is what you know. And so because that is what you know, that's how you identify and no, my skin does not look like your skin and vice versa, but I can still call you my sister, my brother or whatever, but the world is not gonna see it that way. And that's where we're starting to see a lot of these kids, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking to see a lot of these kids, they are struggling to love one another openly because, you know, they're on the sense of, well, I've always known Chad. Chad's my bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Chad's my bro. Like, Lisa's my sis. Like, I I mean, I know, like, you know, y'all might look at it like this or whatever. Like, they're, quote, unquote, appropriating. But this is, we grew up together. I've known this person since I was two. 
You know what I'm saying? So it honestly really just depends. And it's really complicated. That's why it's just so hard for me to write. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think that relationships are already hard in, in some in some aspects of it. But I think when you throw in race, it makes it a little harder because now you're not just worried about the opinions of your family and your friends. Now you're actually like every time something happened on the news, you thinking like, well, how does my wife or my spouse actually feel about that? Because this is happening to my people and it could possibly happen to me. So it's one of those things where you're going to have to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. You know, you might be over your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend's or your spouse's uh, family's house and then something pops up on the TV and then one person might shout something that you disagree about. And it's, it's, it's just tough. Cause I mean, just being in rooms with people that you're not dating of the other race and you have those conversations and you see the disagreements or just the blatant disregard for the black man or the black woman and you you feel some type of way just being in a room. So just being with someone who you're dating or married to and their family responds like that. It's like, of course, you know, the person you're married to or dating is not their, is not their family. You know, they might not share the same views, but I think that can drive a wedge between you two because at some point it becomes, okay, like enough is enough because then it's like, all right, we're not going over their house no more but you can't isolate that person from their family. So mm -hmm. it's just a lot. It's just a lot of, a lot of you know, twists and turns involved you, in that. Yeah, you have to truly know what you're signing up for. And I think yes. like a lot of it too is the historical context in this country around race. So yeah, if you're talking about not just what you're saying, Kareem, but pile that onto just historical context of what's happening within our country, what we're seeing face-to-face -face right now and still having folks deny what's true. Let me give you a perfect example that I gave someone over the weekend about the brain's denial of things that are so heinous um, because you, know, you haven't experienced it and it's so heinous to you, you immediately deny it, right? Uh, the example is I watched uh, the, the doc, docudrama, if you will, of the Ted Bundy trial. Um, I think it was called Ex um, Extraordinarily Awful or something like that. It's on Netflix. But I'm watching this thing. Now, I know, I know that man did all those heinous crimes. I know he's a serial killer. I know Ted Bundy is one of the most evil um, people. Um, and it's partially because he was able to assimilate so well as a well-adjusted person in society. But you know, as I watched that thing, as heinous as this man's crimes were to these women, when I looked at it, I'm like, well, did he do it? Are they setting him up? <laughs> like I know within <laughs> myself. You know what I'm saying? He was tried, convicted, and executed. And I still, in like that brief moment when they were explaining some of these crimes, I was like, well, are they trying to are they, did he do it? Like, you know, and it's because you can't wrap your head around how someone can be so insidious towards another human being. You just can't get it. And so when you think about race relations within this country and you talk about how insidious our laws are, how insidious, you know, um, white or, you know, passably, um, 
you know, white, I guess you could say folks are towards brown skin because it's not just black people, it's anybody who is brown. And, and when I tell you there's still a food chain, even in the brown space, you know, when you talk about that, it is so heinous to me that I can't understand how someone can, you know, be on opposite ends of the spectrum and say, I'm in love, but I just refuse to understand what you're going through. Well, y'all know I like to hear my points. So my first point is, or question is, do you think it's safe to say that um, if you're in an interracial relationship, you're very likely to involve two different value systems? Yes, 100%. All the time? Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Because one of the things that we're also starting to see in this country is that not everybody is educated the same, Right. Not everybody's educated the same way. We don't have the same curriculums. We don't have the same types of teachers. We don't have the same types of townships. We don't have the same types of values in general, even within our own communities. So I would think you would be naive to think you were going into the relationship with surface values and saying that that is the only values that you guys uphold. It's not true. Right. I think besides knowing that right is right and wrong is wrong, <laughs> you definitely going to have some uh, some different values. And that, that takes a lot of adjustment, um, learning and unlearning some things that you may have believed or thought about the other race. So it's a lot it's a lot to unpack there. Like now that we even getting into all of this, <laughs> like it really is a lot to think about versus you just getting with somebody and just trying to figure out, well, what color flowers or, you know, like what kind of flowers <laughs> or what's our favorite color? It's like, you got to learn so much. And that that's not to say that thing, you know, that these relationships aren't successful because we, we've seen that they are successful, but you know, what have they, what do they go through on the back end without, you know, you seeing them together? Like what do they go through on a daily? It comes at a price. I think a lot of times people aren't willing to pay the price once the once the bill is due. It's a heavy bill. It's a heavy <laughs> bill. So there can be many unhealthy assumptions between interracial uh, partners. For instance, when you're in an interracial relationship, it's important not to assume that your partner likes something just because of their race or ethnicity. How do you think you can overcome those type of struggles? I guess it's a... Uh like a learning process. I mean, you might do some things that you, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not good to assume anything. And I mean, some people might go off of what they see on TV and how those relationships work and just try something, thinking that because you're black, you might like uh, grape juice and chicken all the time or something like that, you know, those stereotypes. So, I mean, I would say it's just safe not to assume, <laughs> but it's definitely going to be a learning curve. You got to be open to having those conversations too, but I will, all, and that's just with any relationship, right? Like we're just talking about like, even just any relationship, you should be open to asking these questions and having conversation um, about like, you know, the things that you like, don't like, or whatever, without judgment. I think sometimes um, what you see is not even just the assumptions, to be quite honest, like the upfront assumptions and being like, hey, I got you some you know, uh, Popeyes or whatever. And it's like, yo, 
No, it's like I'm vegan, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's not that, but it's more so like as you're having these conversations and like for instance, for me, I like, you know, punk music. I like, you know, goth like, you know, vibes at times. I have like different vibes throughout the throughout my, you know, you just like depends gothic on my- music. I do, girl. Yeah. <laughs> now I like I like popping some country music, but I've never I've never done that. I've well, never done that. Why you say you never done that? Like it was like a drug. Like it's not. No, drug. well, not never. I've never listened to. I never got into that music. Not to say like I like you know groups like Fall Out Boy, The Fray, things of that. Yeah. Kareem, let me ask you this because I don't want to assume just because your family or your nationality is um. Well, do I like Jamaican music? My father is bar- from Bar- Barbados. He's Bajan. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> nah. What you do say? You, do you like um Caribbean food? Yeah. Oh. So you said you yeah, from, like from I should have known it. Yeah. Oh my bad. You be cooking it? No. Oh. But I sure do eat it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, invite me over for dinner. <laughs> nah, I'll cook you something, but it won't be that. I don't need your American food. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll invite you over to my dad's or when they cook. I'll invite you over there because I don't do it. Well, I will say, like, the well, the point I was trying to make is, like, you know, when I say these things, the immediate reaction would be, like, what? But you're Black. Right. And I think like a lot of times there are some folks out there that might be in interracial relationships where that was an experience that they had, or they've been on dates with, you know, an opposite race and, you know, that was an experience that they might've had. And it's a form of a, an aggression towards them because it's not about my race. It's what I just like. It's things I like. But what happens when you actually are around like their family or friends and their family and friends assume that like how uncomfortable is that and will it actually upset you i mean it depends on you know again the price that you're willing to pay to even jump into this territory right and i think that that was one of the deeper concepts of the movie get out when it first came Mm -hmm. out you know um obviously it was hyper it was you know hyper sensitive uh you know uh, sensationalized in the movie during the whole auction time frame or whatever when all those white folks came and started uh, you know looking at the boyfriend and touching him and saying all these different kinds of uh, you know stereotypical things towards him but um, even though it was you know exaggerated that is very much what the black person goes through mm-hmm. um, but I will also just as you know, an advocate for the other side um, is that, you know, it could be the same on the opposite side. Like, you know, oh, for sure. you know, if you're dating a white person and the first thing you feel like you need to do is wear a cardigan and boat shoes and, <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. and change your, and change how you talk or press your hair because, you know, they're not going to like your naps. So, you know, it, it's the same, it's the same thing until they show or prove that that is, who they are, you should just let things happen and you know approach them as they come. So before you get to your points, can I ask this question? Do y'all think that black people are more accepting to the female or the son dating a white person versus the white family being more accepting of their son or daughter dating a black man? No. 
Wait, I'm sorry. I got lost. Okay, so wait, are are black are black people more accepting of it than no. white people are? Are in a, of the in the racial relationships? No, and that's coming from experience. No. <laughs> like what do you think? People, I said black people could be just as racist. No, I don't, oh for sure. I don't know. My uncle, he married a white woman, and my grandmother loved her. Ain't seen her in God knows how long, but she loved that woman to death. Um, oh, man. It's a couple interracial couples at my church, too. I know uh, one of the guys, he's, he's white and he's married to a black woman. And his family is or displayed some racism. And they have daughters. They mm-hmm. have two little girls. And... um. It has drawn drawn a wedge between him and his family to some extent. I don't know how far it goes, but uh yeah, they they not I don't think they really accept it. I guess that's part of the price Kyle was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 a lot. I mean, I've heard so many black women tell their sons, Don't you bring no white girl in this house? Or if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. I mean, I would prefer if none of my children brought home somebody out of our race. If if it happens, then it happens. I'm not going to be like, like, I wouldn't be rude to the person just because I don't, I did not want them to begin with or whatever. Well, as a parent, like, what would be the reason that you wouldn't want or that you prefer it? Like, as a parent, why do you prefer it? Prefer that they not? Yes. Stay outside their race? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I said, I'm not sure if I wouldn't date one, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't want them to, but I would want them to know what they're getting themselves into. And then depending on when they do start dating and get older, it depends on the climate of, of the country. Like what are, what are we going through at the time? Like our uh, racism isn't going to go anywhere probably ever, but like, is it on display like it is right now? You know, so I would I would just want them to be educated on how things are and know how people are. You know, so if you feel uncomfortable around someone's family, then maybe that's just not for you. I understand you're dating this person, but you have to understand that that person may be someone you marry. Now their family becomes a part of you. So if they don't accept you, then it's it's not going to work. In my opinion, if 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 they if they're not going to accept you. Don't put yourself through all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I because think as a parent, just, I don't want to have to knock on nobody's door. That's just <laughs> that's just me. I don't want to knock on nobody's door and check their dad, uncles, or anything like that. <laughs> For real, not about my kids. Not about you're my so kids. I don't, I don't. Listen, you you'll be doing the same thing <laughs> and the same thing. So, what about you, Carell? Um, it's just a preference that I have for myself. Like I wouldn't date outside of my race. It's not for any reason in particular, like I'm not racist. Um, but it's just a preference that I have. And I would want my children to have that same preference. Now, would I rather my children date outside their race than to settle for somebody in their race that doesn't make them happy just because I wanted them to date someone Black? No, absolutely not. Do I want somebody to be in an abusive relationship just to make me happy? Absolutely not. It's just 
I would prefer to date a black person if I was dating and I would like my kids to date within their race as well. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just a preference. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't. <laughs> so what if so what if the, so what if the girls and uh went to like uh you know you were in like a county it was basically a predominantly white school they were raised around that for let's say middle school to high school what would you think then would you just naturally assume that they may end up dating outside of their race because that's what they were brought up around I mean, I think it's a 50-50 chance regardless. I went to a um, predominantly white high school. Gerald went to a predominantly white black. I mean, um, a predominantly white high school as well. And you saw my man floating across the floor. I know how it went. It was like the Gina Martin episode. It was like the Gina Martin episode. (laughs) He told me. That's what he said. (laughs) He said, I want to be your lover, your father, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, but I mean, if it if it happens, it happens. But time is hell. I'll let y'all know in a couple of years. I was going to say, before you move on to the next point, I think ultimately from what, there's so many interesting words. And, and this is such a deeper conversation that maybe, you know, obviously we could do all day, but. I mean, there's words like preference. There's words like, you know, I'm hearing fear, a lot of it too, right? We don't call it fear, but that's really what it is. Like, it's definitely not. No, I'm not saying for you specifically, but I think a collective understanding of what that feels like when your child, like when you're talking about all the things that we're just talking about, that takes a lot of emotion. It takes a lot of, not even willpower, it's just emotionally draining to have to consistently question yourself, who you are, you know, if this person truly loves you or if it's just a fetish, um, is it, you know, just, are you just a phase? You know, will you ever be able to be with them? I have a cousin that literally fell in love with a white guy, had a child and her and his parents paid her off to never speak to him again. Oh my. I'm not, <laughs> listen. I'm not disclosing that information. But what I will tell you is that it destroyed her. It destroyed her. To be honest with you, not even to be funny, I never even knew that actually happens in oh, life. Oh, 100%. Especially That's if your family is well off, which a lot of, we're not going to say a lot of white people are well off because we know there's plenty of poor white people, just like there's poor black people, poor, uh, you know, Native Americans, et cetera, et cetera. Like we know. But you know, when, especially in Philadelphia, where we are a small, a small, big city, but we're still very much segregated in pockets. There's a lot of wealth in this city that is predominantly white. And when you go to those predominantly white schools and your daughter, your black or your brown skinned daughter falls in love with that little white boy who was on the football team or the little basketball team or the soccer team or whatever, and she accidentally gets pregnant, i.e. they, you know, do the little wild dance during prom or whatever, and she's pregnant, don't be surprised if that family comes and says, so what are we going to do about it? Because he's I've not- I've seen that on a Lifetime movie, though. I never- What we going to do? We going to lose our religion. That's yeah, what absolutely. we going to do, because you damn sure better not come to me and say, what are we going to do about it? I'm about to be a grandma. What the hell you mean? 
damn sure happens. And, you know, th those are the scars that a lot of people carry. And I think a lot of times, like you said, Kareem, we're so unaware of it that we just think it's a surface level, like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a preference. That's why that word is so triggering for people, preference. What do you mean yeah. preference? And then as a parent, like, how do you deal with your child after that? Like, that's, that's tough. traumatizing, like, tough to and go so, through something like that. Yeah. And so most parents, I'm not saying you two, but most parents that I've heard this conversation through, a lot of their concerns stem from fear. They don't want their children to go through that. It's unfair. There's usually fear, fear usually is driven usually by the unknown and things that you absolutely don't know about, you know, and it makes it easier when you do know. But because this type of situation is just, it's not a you and me thing. Like if it was just me and you dating, then that's fine. But it's so much behind it, the family, the history. Like you can't tell me you're dating a, a white man or a black woman and there's not one person in their family that's racist on both sides. Like mm -hmm. it, you know, and, and black people's racism, I believe is stemmed from what we've been through in history. 100%. It's a hundred percent. So some people have that, they carry that and that is nothing you really can do about that. You know, so versus what we've been through versus on the other side, it's learned behavior that's constantly yeah. passed down. So, and I mean, you, it's, it's, it's just a tough situation. I mean, and again, not that these relationships aren't successful, but you know. I personally it's, it's haven't hard. seen one to Carell's initial ask I haven't seen one last as long as my parents. Like my parents have been married for, I'm 35, 34 years today. Damn, congrats. Happy mom and dad. Uh, but yeah, like 34 years of, as of today. Now I'm sure there are some out there and I'm pretty sure people in the comments or whatever will tell us that they've seen successful ones. And it doesn't have to be just white or black. I know some of the folks that are probably listening are like, it's not just white or black people. Right. We know that we're just speaking from our experience. Um, but I haven't personally seen any white or black couples last that long without some sort of sacrifice to who they are um, as a person. And I just think like that's sad. Like you shouldn't have to go through marriage um, losing a sense of yourself so that you don't stir the pot, for, so to speak. Now I've seen plenty of successful interracial relationships with like Indian people, like, you know, black and Indians or any other types of brown people. So it's right. like brown and brown, you know what I'm saying? Like, and there's- that's, that's, what, that's what I was gonna say to your point. We're not, it's not that we're just talking about this, like it's just white and black people that get into interracial couples, but given just the history of white and black people, that's, where it usually stems from. And usually when you see interracial couples displayed on whether it's the website or TV, that's usually the the image that you get, the white and the black, but you never, you know what I mean? It's, so that's, it's not like we're just saying that that's the only people who get into interracial couples. I mean, we're dating. This is just what we're, you know, what we're, what we're given basically. Reem, you make a really good point. Just the last point is that in media specifically, you're absolutely right. If you notice, if there is a, a black man with a Puerto Rican woman or a Latina or Lat, you know, Latinx person um, or a Native American or even um, 
you know, someone who is like, you know, a, you know, a bit exotic from like somewhere like Australia or whatever, but she's brown. They don't call them interracial couples. They just say they're a couple. But if it's like Uma Thurman and like John Goodman, then it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always white or black or it's, it's black and Asian. Like something that's super specific, but if it's brown, it's all the same to me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they look at it like that. And there's plenty yeah, that- of racial couples in this, in this country, plenty. But they don't say that they are because they might be brown. So many interracial couples shy away from hot topics like racism. <clears throat> it's a fact that racism exists in our world, but most people don't want to talk about it. This this article must be ice age old because that's a hot topic now. But um, many interracial couples think that their love for each other will make racism irrelevant. Is that possible? I know I see yeah. Eve say that she doesn't talk about race with her husband. And I'm like, how could you reckless. not? Because he's yeah, worth a billion dollars. I think that's reckless. I think that's <laughs> reckless not to. And one thing, I, I, I think it's reckless not to, but the fact that they don't have any kids make it even a little easier probably for her not to. But I think it's reckless for you not to talk about about it but then if you have kids that's even it's even more reckless on like a whole nother level not to discuss race like you cannot be with someone especially in a time like right now and just say oh we're not going to talk about race like so what the hell you don't watch tv do you not pick up a newspaper do you so how do you how do you feel when somebody say i don't see color they're full of shit (laughs) right I was like, you're full of shit. But here's the thing, right? Uh, just to kind of touch on the E thing. First of all, that man is worth a billion dollars. I wouldn't speak about nothing he don't want to talk about. Like if I'm trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm trying to take care of, never have to dance on a pole again or work again. Look, just live. See, now that's the thing. There's, okay, so there's racism and then there's also classism that's involved in and it. And that's when exactly you, it. When you mix and mingle and things. So it's like, okay, so if a person has bigger pockets, do I have to lower my 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 morals and my standards so that I don't rock the boat? <laughs> Shut up! Like, Shut what up. the hell? Like, what was that uh that basketball owner that got caught up with the with the Clippers? The, the yeah, Clippers like, owner. Oh, uh, I know it? what you're talking about. But like that that's like you can't even be like racist in private no more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're a little shorty. Like she's sitting up there taping you undercover and you giving her all this money and you just basically like yo I'm you know I'm chilling with my little my little uh, brown thing or whatever and she was like he is fully racist now but here's the thing on her side kudos to you sis because you felt some kind of way and you felt like this man is running an organization full of brown people and this is his views on them it's it's harmful like you said Kareem right it's very harmful and it's dangerous uh but then on the flip side it's kind of like well what did you sign up for? Did you sign up for that man to take care of you? And then in return, you were just kind of supposed to just chill out because that's what it sounds like with Eve. In my opinion, my thing is, is like this. I have had so many conversations within the corporate arena and very, you know, high level C-suite, you know, meetings that I probably shouldn't have been in, but I was in them. And here's the thing. They talk about a whole bunch of stuff and Kareem hit it on the head. It's a lot of classism. They don't care what you look like for real, for real. Do you have green? You got money. And the thing is, is that the higher up you get, the more race it's talked about, but you'll shut up 
if you don't want to be a part of that number. And the problem that I have with, with Eve saying that she don't talk to her billionaire, you know, her billionaire husband about race is the fact that he can go in those rooms and be like, well, look, I got a black wife. She's nothing like that. Right. Able to use your voice and your platform at that level. Like not using your voice. And that is, I don't like, I don't, don't, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's the reason why I don't, I don't mess with uh, Tamara, Mari or whatever. I don't really fool with her like that. Like I understand, you know, she has her things or whatever, but I can see someone's mouth who's muzzled from a mile away. And I don't fool with people who don't want to speak out about. Wait, what happened with her? She's married to that white man and she don't talk about race like that with him or she'll say she does, but he says some fucked up shit. (laughs) He says some really wild stuff and she's always defending him. And my thing is like, sis, this just tells me y'all don't talk about this stuff. But she may not look at it because she's half white. But that's exactly what somebody else had pointed out. But here's the thing. Her sister is an advocate. Married to a black man. Her sister is married to a black man too. And a nice looking black man. <laughs> See, listen, wait. But that's another thing back to the Eve situation. It's like, you say you don't talk about race. It's just love there. They've been married for quite a while, probably been together for a while, but they don't have any kids. Now, I'm not saying that they don't, that they just disclose that they're not having kids, but to be married with someone, I would want kids. So the fact that maybe she- y'all haven't brought kids into this world yet, tells me that there's still an issue on the race line with that well, maybe she doesn't want kids so i wouldn't i wouldn't say that she may not and he, I I don't he know may not want any more because he has some already he has kids well technically if she wanted some he still would have to give her some regardless that's your wife no matter how many you got that you want to do, take them to court Right. Listen, like, I'm just saying I, that again, again, are you lowering your standards and giving up what you want probably. just to feel comfortable and secure? Like probably. And here's the thing. I'm I'm speaking all hot takes here. I don't know that lady. But, <laughs> but you know, she'd probably be like the sweetest person ever. And like maybe they have like extensive, you know, war and peace type of conversations in the house. But I, you know, from the outside looking in, when whenever you say something like that. It just makes me feel like so it must be really nice sitting up on that little ivory tower that you got right and that's the thing like you said like you can't you get up to a certain level and then it's just the classism so racism becomes like irrelevant to some of them so how can you be married to someone yet they come out they make comments about something and then it's like like okay if you feel that way then i'm looking at you sideways like well right what's up like i expect if i'm dating uh, someone, a white woman, or married to a white woman. I'm not expecting you to be muzzled, but I'm expecting you to be respectful. I'm expecting you to be not that person that the world may see you as. You know what I mean? Like if we're together and we've been together and you've never made these comments, and I'm just, you know, I'm loving you. I don't think you're racist, but then you come out of left field with like some racist shit. I'm gonna be looking at you like, well, wait, like where did this come from? You know, and I think the other discussion that, you know, I want to throw this in here and we don't have to talk about it, but another thing that's a discussion in those circles um, is the fact that a lot of them don't see themselves as racist. Like a lot of it is prejudice, a hundred percent, but they don't think it's racist. And so there, there begs to be a conversation around true definition of what we mean by racist and racism versus prejudice. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Like prejudicial 
treatment. Something that I just think that, you know, there that also begs a conversation to have. And we really do need to get on one accord of what we're really saying when we're talking to people. So I just also wanted to say, and I'm not saying Eve is or Tamara or Tia or whichever one is married to the, the yeah. right. <laughs> but some of sometimes like it be some self-hate amongst these black individuals where that makes them go to another race as well you know what I mean it's not just I'm gonna mute myself in these conversations or act as if I don't have an opinion these people could be agreeing with the stuff that's being said what the um, and it's unfortunate because like Kareem said earlier it's historical right like these are the contexts that you deal with when dealing with relationships in general identity, understanding who you are as you grow with your partner. And the more that these things come to light, the more you have to deal with it head on. And if you don't have a partner or, you know, you know, your spouse that's going to be willing to sit with you through that process, then yeah, I would be the same way as like an, an Eve or anybody else who's like, you know what? No, we just don't talk about it. Cause maybe I don't want to confront it. Maybe I've been hurt. This is also someone who was a stripper and a rapper. Now, granted, she said that she was only a stripper for like a couple weeks because she was terrible at it. <laughs> but at the same time, she was also in the rap game. She probably sees some really fucked up stuff. She was almost married to Stevie J. So you know she saw some messed up stuff. So it's just like... Well, at least she wasn't swinging from the shower. No, that was the other girl. No, and, not Stevie. And, see, and the thing <laughs> is that there's also an argument on the table that, again, Black people can be just as um, harmful and malicious to their own, mm-hmm. you know, based I off agree. of these stereotypes and these racist, you know, uh, ideologies. They could be just as malicious on their own towards each other. And it's not about gun violence or any of that, because I know that's low-hanging fruit, but it's how we actually view each other. So with that being said, boundaries in your relationship may disappear when feeling judged as an interracial couples, as an interracial couple, couples sometimes become closer to each other. However, this may also lead to a lack of boundaries in a relationship. And I guess that goes to the you speaking out the side of your mouth, like I won't knock your head off your shoulders, kind of thing. But then, <laughs> the, so the first thing, it, and it's it's not. This doesn't warrant your head to get knocked off your off your shoulders, but like if if your husband or wife is white and they come over for Thanksgiving and they are just disrespecting this well seasoned meal. I think that could cause an issue, especially if they're outwardly seeing it in front of people like, who put all this salt in this macaroni and cheese or something like that? You know what I mean? And grandma then slaved that. over the stove. That'll cause an issue. They gonna want to bounce her up out of there. Don't bring yeah. Sally back. <laughs> she can stay at home with her dry turkey. I think so. The, so for me as a single person, like I and I think I said this in another podcast, like I dealt with the issue of uh, fetish being fetishized. Right. And one of the things that one of my girlfriends had told me later was that, you know, she was dating this white guy. We all knew who he was basically in, in the heat of the moment when they were having sex, wanted her to play a slave girl. What? And I'd have been rolling was- Yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, 
when you are faced with something like that in the heat of like weird, it's weird. It's like you're in the heat of the moment. There's passion. You think this person loves you and like is enthralled with you. And then they're like, hey, let's, uh, you know, role play. And it's like, okay, what do you want to do? And it's like, okay, you want to be my little slave girl? It's almost That's like crazy. Shocking. It's shocking. And you're Did she continue almost- to have sex? I don't know, but she was saying that she was so distraught. She didn't, and then she felt stupid. She felt so stupid. And she didn't tell any of us. Like I said, she told me after she listened to the podcast. That's, that's crazy. crazy. And, it but, felt, and that's the thing like, too, in situations, not even just that situation, but just being in a, in a racial relationship, like you never know the person's tone or their, True intention or motive behind saying what they say like some people might be joking and throw out a little joke and it's really a joke but it's like it's, it's not, not a joke to me but some things you, know, you so, cannot joke about especially if right. you are in an interracial relationship you exactly. just simply cannot but if exactly. other people probably have allowed you to get away with it you don't know what you can get away with and what you can't yeah right. you're right but you the buck stops here i'll tell you that but yeah that is that is definitely some craziness right there yeah like we haven't even dived into bringing kids into the situation like that's like a whole nother thing like traumatizing for a kid to go to their grandparents house whether black or white and not be accepted yeah like how do you how do you explain that to them it's a lot that you have to you're adults so you know what the world brings. So to get with someone, you understand that this is the things we're going to have to deal with. But when it trickles down to your kids, like that's a whole nother aspect of your relationship because now we have to protect them from the world. Now they're the 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 mixed kids. They're the, the, the curly hair, brown eyed girl, you know, the fair skinned girl or whatever. You know, it's a, it's a lot in that. And yeah. to not be accepted by grandparents or any family member or, you know, to be called something that you really don't know the meaning of or even know the word. It's a lot. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I think about like your mixed celebrities who dealt with things like this, where, you know, we talk about like even being passable um, as if it's historic, like it's something that happened in the black and white times, like, you know, the black and white days, but it's, as relevant now as ever if you pass you know it's just easier to go through your life as a passable person and never talk about it yeah I've heard you know back to the self-hate thing like I've heard someone just say oh I just want to mix baby you know the curly hair and, and it, like I don't get it like what <laughs> yeah I don't get it. life easier but they don't realize they're they're more likely to be abused as well right um and to the truth of the matter is that they could potentially have a self-hate for themselves. They don't have any identity. And the sad yeah, like part- they're a prop or something. Like, yeah. I just want to dress them up, do their hair. I mean, <laughs> and put them on a Gap commercial. It's almost <laughs> now, especially now, me, me, you and Corel, we're, we're grown. You know what I'm saying? So we're aware. But I mean, I think about even Mariah Carey. She just came out with her book. How many of these young kids just now found out that she's mixed? Just right. now. They probably thought she was light-skinned. No, they thought she was white. <laughs> Yeah. There are people who literally thought she was white. White. Now we know Mariah from Honey. We know Mariah from Sean Combs days from the 90s. Curly hair, kind almost nappy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Depending on the day. And 
it's like over time they have transformed this woman to be, you know, mainstreamed in a way right. that it's she's super ambiguous. I mean, Cameron Diaz is Latina. Her last name is Diaz, but how many people thought this woman was white? How how many years Which did one she is go Cameron through? Diaz? I'm trying to think. Uh, something Charlie's about Angel. Mary. Oh, I love Charlie's something Angel. about Mary. <laughs> It's like how many times? Like I mean, she didn't even have her natural hair. Her hair is not blonde. I mean, it's blonde now. That's what she's been going with. But her hair was right because you have to you have to know yourself like completely insecure with yourself before you can even step into the realm of an interracial relationship. And I know you know love happens. You know you can't stop it. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Just prepare yourself for it. So that, that brings me to my next point. Um, some interracial couples allow others' opinions to affect their well-being. Many couples care about others' opinions, especially when these people are their friends. Unfortunately, not every friend will understand why you are dating someone from a different race. This can be hard to accept and, many, uh, and may create a problem between you, which didn't exist previously. So how do you think you can overcome that struggle. As a friend, either you support my my union or you don't. But it it should not. If you are truly my friend, it shouldn't. And if, on one hand, I feel like it shouldn't interfere in our friendship. But on the other hand, it's like, well, it's me. So why don't you support me? It's What's it's going to it's going to draw a wedge between y'all. It's going to. It's going to, I mean, but it's like any crossroads, right? Like I look, I always approach this, um, this question because this comes up a lot in conversations that I have, like when we talk about interracial relationships. Um, the argument that's thrown out is like, well, it's the same as if someone from a different, if you're dating someone from a different religion, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing in, in their eyes, right? Like they say, well, you know, it's, it's no different than if you as a Christian started dating a Hindu person and decided that you wanted to marry them. They're not changing their religion and you're not changing yours. So what are you gonna do? How do you adapt? How do you, how do you have those, do you not have conversations about religion? And like Kareem said, so then it, once you start bringing kids into it, then what? And it's the same thing with race. It's the same thing with, you know, anything. It's just like, these are two different sides of the coin and we're going to have to come together and there's going to be people who agree with it and there's going to be some people who don't understand it. Well, so so I are think, you saying, religion, hold on, Kareem, hold on. So are you saying yeah, that if you are in two different or you practice two different religions, you cannot have longevity in your relationship? I didn't say that. What I said was to your question, uh, when it comes to friendships, for people not understanding it is truly the same as if you were practicing two different religions with someone that you fell in love with and you decided that you guys wanted to be together but you're not changing your religions same conversation that you're going to have to have people aren't going to understand you approach it the same way so if you feel like well at the end of the day you know this is the person i love and if you you know respect that or not i can understand but Here's where I'm at with it. And if you can't get on board, then move around. That's the same conversation I'm gonna have to have with you if I fall in love with somebody who is literally like 
you know, what if I fall in love with an atheist, someone who don't believe in God at all? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. I'm have to tell my friends, y'all just gonna have to move around. This is the person I love, and they love me. Uh, I, don't think it, I don't think it should. I think it's a little different though with religion in a sense. Only because I think that race race can create violence and a little more hate. Well, then religion doesn't create violence. No, it it does, but I think I think it's a little. I mean, maybe it's not a lot talked about a lot, so we don't see it as much. Is it not? Correct. Because I think if I think I think if in, in other countries maybe, but not here in America. Yes, maybe it is in other here countries. in America, absolutely. I think that religion-wise, that it can be. I'm always open to learn certain things, so I wouldn't mind learning other things from other religions. So I don't think that we have to basically fuss as much if we're practicing two different religions, but I think like a solid deal breaker is like a race thing and we can't get around that because you're not gonna become black overnight and I'm not gonna become white. Like, it's just not gonna happen. But maybe at some point, maybe a Muslim maybe will understand you and maybe they will start to convert over to the Christian life or vice versa. But white is white, black is black. You can't, it's nothing you can do about that. You can't change nothing. I think it's so refreshing um, to hear you speak from a northern sense. <laughs> a northern <laughs> sense. We are up north in Philadelphia, in one of the quote-unquote progressive cities of America. When it comes to you know anything really, like you know, people used to escape to Philadelphia all the time to try to start right. life. So. Let's take this conversation to a Bible Belt, Mississippi, or Alabama, where race and religion are one and the same. You are not. Yeah, now, now listen. <laughs> Especially now, when you think about all of those Mississippi Christian yeah, Trump Mississippi followers. Is, is different. Okay, yeah, them Christian Trump followers is, and all that. Mm-mm. No, there is absolutely inciting of violence, all of those things, and it is one hundred percent synonymous. With your, but you know, they, but do they do it out of out of the name of God or do they do it because of their race? Some of them say it. Was, it is both. Yes, That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe I gotta brush up on my current events. I don't watch. Listen, I try my best not to watch the news or even read half these articles. If you don't have any points, any more points, I can jump into uh, this listener letter. You want to introduce me? You trying to cut me off? How you know I ain't got seven more? I, I said if you don't. I said if you don't. Nah, I only had five. Yeah. <laughs> My boy here, Bestie, he about to give us this listener letter. Listen up, listen up. You need a drum roll again? There you go. Yeah, give me one. There you go. Thank you. Here we go. Okay, so today's listener letter. Okay, it says, so here's the situation. I love my boyfriend. We've been together for eight years. I recently overheard a conversation between him and his dad, and he told his dad that he was going to propose to me on my birthday, which is December 13th. I know all of that sounds really good, but the thing is, I'm not sure if he's the guy I want to marry anymore. We've been together for eight years, and I've mentioned how I felt about getting married for many years before now, and he kept blowing it off changing a conversation or trying to tell me that marriage won't change anything between the two of us. 
For years, I stuck around hoping that he would change his mind and finally pop the question, but he hasn't. And now I'm in a space where I'm not sure if I even want to get married to him, let alone even stay in this relationship. Things have been good, but lately I've been feeling as if I need or want more out of myself and in my relationship. I'm, I've grown over the years mentally and spiritually, and my goals in life don't align with his. And day by day, I begin to not even see a future between us. Am I tripping fulfilling this way? Are we growing apart? Help me. Ladies, help me. Um, so I, I thought about two things. The first thing is... If you feel like this, why are you even in this relationship? If the end goal is marriage, why are you wasting both of your time? And secondly, I feel like don't allow this man, because he did not want to get married when you wanted to get married, and now that he is ready, don't allow this man to embarrass himself by proposing to you. Let him know ahead of time, even if it's not, hey, I know you got a ring and you're going to propose. Just have a conversation about you just don't like where the relationship is headed. Save this man some um, grief and embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that. But yeah, I mean, I just don't understand why would you be in a relationship if you have decided, because it sounds like you have decided you are just looking for a way out. Um why be in a relationship at all if that's not somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. All, all the things you said. Period. Like, I just... Period. I, I think, period. I think the, the biggest thing for me, too, is, like, since that it's, it's super selfish for you to even get it to the point where he actually will eventually propose to you and you've already checked out. Because, like Carell said, like, this... That's embarrassing. Like, you know how embarrassing, if, if anything, you don't know what his emotions are, what he's going through as to why it's taking him a while to even get to the point to ask you. He could be nervous. There could be so many things that he's trying to put together in his mind for him to say, okay, now I'm ready. And once someone goes, okay, now I'm ready. And then they do it. They get the courage to do it. And they say, will you do this with me forever? And you go, nah, I'm good. You know how crazy that is? And not just that, how that ruins the next relationship for him. Like, no. Like, just cut it off, girl. Break up with him. As uh, my, my friend over at the Reed would say, break up with him. <laughs> now, I can, I, I can say, yeah, break up with him. But I can kind of see the point that she's making. She's not tripping. I will say that it's kind of like, in a sense, you keep, you want to, okay, the end goal is to get married in our relationship. So you've been together for eight years. So you maybe thought that it was coming sooner. So that was her expectation. She hinted at it a few times, but the fact that she got turned down, just even the conversation, not like, you know, he proposed or she proposed or just said, let's go get married. And he said, no, but the fact that he constantly turned down the conversation of it now through the years, you hoping, but at some point you probably just thought like, listen, it's not going to happen. So now the fact that she probably thought that it wasn't going to happen, now she probably shifted how she's moving. Now you start to become a little less interested in a relationship because you may not see that the end goal is marriage since the fact that it happened, you know, the conversations have got shutting down throughout this time. So now people, you just start moving different. You might not feel as interested 
in a relationship as you once was. But I think that happens when people kind of grow apart. In a sense, I say it's two ways to grow in a relationship. You need to grow together or grow apart. Sometimes everybody's not always on the same page. The fact that he's at that point, like you said, Kyle, it do take, you know, of course it takes men some time, you know, to get to where he want to be. You never knew what were the reasons or anything. But I do try to tell people, especially men, like, don't wait. You know, you don't have to have everything perfect before you marry somebody. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have everything perfect. But nowadays, you should have your credit right. You should have your financials in order, at least, before you do anything. But anyway, I don't think she's tripping. Maybe I think she's going through a phase. But if you don't want to be there, don't wait till your birthday till he pop out at the cake talking about, will you marry me? Tell, talk to this man now. You know, talk to him now. You don't have to bring up the fact that you overheard the conversation, mm-hmm. but just talk to him and kind of get a feel for where he's at now. And then you can kind of make a decision off of that, but just don't, definitely don't let it go to the birthday and you shoot this man down. Definitely don't do that. I like your perspective. I, I think that is a, a different perspective now that you say that, I forgot it was like eight years that they've been together. So yeah. talk about that. It's probably also relationship fatigue and the fact that you have to kind of check your intentions of when you first got yeah. that relationship with that man. And if you were expecting a ring within your first three years of dating and now it's eight, um, it sounds to me, sis, like you probably went through phrases of just being in the relationship. You were just in it. I mean, we don't know what he was doing in the last year or two trying to get himself together and we don't know what kind of woman she was she may not have been what his idea was of a wife okay right but um as always what i will say is i wish you both the best talk that out don't embarrass this man and um yeah that's about it I actually saw something on Twitter too. Someone said, "Is are you even your preferences preference?" And that's very yeah. True. Would you date you? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. It's not so so legit, Carell, which is that we don't like a lot of times when people write these letters, they're writing from their point of view or from their side of things, but we don't know the type of person that you were in the relationship either. So yeah, he could have been like waiting for you to get yourself together too, sis. <laughs> Well, that's all I got. I'm Karel. I'm Kyle. I'm Kareem. And this is Just Our Two Cents. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our show for today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to join a conversation about this week's episode. And subscribe to Just My Two Cents podcast to catch all new episodes. Wait, you mean to tell me it's over? I gotta wait the next week? Oh, man.